This is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast where two women, a mother and a daughter, talk about everything. Hey, we're here, and this is our second episode recorded while we were under quarantine due to the coronavirus. In today's episode, we're talking about intimacy, but we'd like to say to everyone who's listening, we hope that you are happy and healthy while you're going through all this, and we wish you all the best. Enjoy this episode. Well, together still, and again, but we probably won't be together by the time this posts. You will have left me. I will have abandoned you. (laughs) Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Uh, Poor thing. Leaving you with dad. (laughs) Well, he at least goes to work, so. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I don't even want to talk about what a mess this is all. But anyways. All right, so today's episode, I went off. She's throwing me a curveball here. We walk into the office, and she's like, here's what we're talking about. It's not on the list or anything. I just decided, pull this out of my ass. I went rogue. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have to say ass. Come on. I'm sure we'll be saying ass at some point in this podcast, <laughs> whether I said it now or later. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I thought we would talk about inti- intimacy and different types of intimacy and how it's portrayed, what people, th- what our opinion is of what people think about being intimate, what that means. Yeah, I mean, it's this, a is, big topic. this is your show. This is your topic. So I'm just going to... Wait for you to ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it came up a couple times this week, so that's uh, kind of what made me decide it would be a good topic. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about pe- how people are comfortable with intimacy in different levels and in different ways, and then not comfortable with other types of intimacy. For example, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. It came up that Kate does not poo around her boyfriend, which I just think is silly. Trish interrupting here for some clarification because we don't do that before we start talking about this. But what I mean is not that she needs him to be in the same room, but literally she's sneaking upstairs to go to the bathroom or like she just doesn't want him to know or discuss poo. I think that becomes clear as the conversation continues, but uh, I felt the need to clarify that I'm not talking about going number two when your boyfriend or girlfriend is sitting right there because I don't do that either. But like I acknowledge the fact and I will let my husband know that that is a bodily function that needs to happen in my life right now. Okay, we'll continue. So you know, expand. yeah, I mean, I could sit here and say, well, we've only been together about six months. Like, you know, of course, still trying to preserve some mystery. But the truth is I was in a relationship for eight years and still never pooped around him either. So this, yeah, this is just who I am as a person. I'm not going to use the new relationship as a crutch. Yeah, I just don't do that. Eventually, I will get to, like, because right now I'm not at the point where I'm comfortable saying, like, I have to poop. Like, I need you to leave. Like, if we're, like, in the bathroom brushing our teeth or whatever, like, I can't even do that. Um, I will eventually be able to get to that point if my previous relationships have shown me anything. I will eventually be able to be like, you gotta go. Like, it's time. It's not a, yeah. Like, you can be in the next room. So, and this showed up (laughs) because we watched The Big Sick, and that's the whole thing where she wakes up her boyfriend in the middle of the night and she's like i'm just leaving i gotta just go gonna go to the diner and get a midnight cup of coffee yeah <laughs> and he's like what and then finally she's like i have to go boo yeah so i 
I think it's very interesting because you have no barriers when it comes to sex, but then poop is where you draw the line. It just seems very strange. I have barriers when it comes to sex. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know what you mean by that. I just mean you're pretty open to anything and everything. So, I mean, that's just... Not anything or everything. <laughs> poop is off the table in more ways than one, okay? <laughs> well, that's true. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, those are two totally different things. Like, they're not... To me, they're not related. Yeah, and I'm saying it's it's different types of intimacy, for sure. I mean, how long did it take you to poop around dad? I mean, I feel like... Mm, it was 30 years ago. So. Yeah, I don't know, but I... He's never had a problem pooping wherever he, and whenever he has to poo, so... Yeah, we know that. He talks about it. So I guess I just... It's a natural function. But I knew I had a friend who had been married for like, like they got married very early on in their relationship, but they had been together maybe four or five years and she had never passed gas in front of him. And I'm just like, how do you do that even? Like, that's gotta be hard. There's a Graham Norton, I can't remember if it's 50 Cent or who, but he's on there and he says, I don't trust a woman. Who doesn't fart around me? Because if she can hold that in, what else is she hiding? <laughs> oh, it's the greatest quote. Because it's true. Like, I just don't. Like, they. Like, the guy you're hiding it from. Like, they know you have gas. Because it's a human bodily function. And that doesn't mean you need to, like, put it on display. Well, no. I don't think you need to, like, just be letting it rip. I try not to let it rip around my husband just out of common courtesy. But I'm just saying it happens. I'm not going to make myself sick holding it in. And I have absolutely made myself sick holding it in before. Like, okay. <laughs> hey, we never listens to the podcast. So my boyfriend was very kind enough to plan this, like, awesome valentine's day surprise which i don't even think i've told you this story yet um and so we're out at this like romantic dinner and their special is like oysters so we like get some oysters and i have salmon because i've been craving salmon like he picked the restaurant just because they had salmon because it's my favorite so I had oysters and salmon which is like a fine combination that's whatever but then like after we were sitting and like drinking for a while we decided to get dessert so I had, like a chocolate brownie sundae which mm-hmm. also sounded really good um as we're driving to the next place, which is a surprise, I have no idea where we're going or what we're doing, my stomach starts to hurt. And I'm like, oh, that was a bad combination of foods. Yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> I know, saying it now, obviously I realized how awful that was. But in the moment, I was just like, you know, enough time had passed between eating dinner and having the dessert that I thought everything would be fine. And let me tell you, I was wrong. And I just had this idea in the back of my mind, like, oh, man, I hope we don't do an escape room. Like, we've been talking about doing an escape room together for so long. I hope he didn't plan an escape room. So, of course, we pull up to the spot, and he surprised me with a bunch of my friends there, and we're going to go do an escape room. And I'm, like, literally having a panic attack thinking, this is going to hit, and I'm going to need to shit myself, like, so bad. And we're going to be locked in a room for an hour or plus, and I will not be able to, like, there's nothing I'll be able to do about it. So I'm panicking, like, very, fit, like, obviously panicking, and he, like, does not know what's wrong, and I'm like, I just feel sick. I think I've got to throw up. Because to me, telling him I need to throw up sounds better than I really got to shit. Like, I don't know. Like, just, so I just told him I needed to throw up. So I'm, like, making trips down to the bathroom before they let us into the escape room, like, constantly, just, like, get out of me, get out of me, and it's, like, not working. Like, I can feel that it's going to happen, but nothing is happening yet, so I'm just, like, drinking water and just, like, 
trying to get this out of my body and my stomach hurts. Oh my God, it hurts so bad. So finally we get to the, I'm like, there's nothing I can do. So we get to get in the escape room. They sit us down and I'm like looking around. It's, it's a totally different type of escape room. They had planned, it, it's like um, almost like a virtual reality escape room. Like you're sitting around this table and they project things onto the table that's interactive. You can touch them and um, you make things happen by what you touch and what you move, but it's everything's on the table. So you don't actually have to get up and move around. So they're like, oh, if you have to get up and use the bathroom, like you can just know that we're not pausing your time. So like if you leave, it, it could influence the rest of your team. And like, I like visibly like relax, like, oh, I can use the bathroom if I need to. And literally like 10 minutes in, I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. Like, it was awful. It was so bad. And then what did you say when you came back? Oh, I told him I threw up. (laughs) That's so... And how can you lie like that? Oh, my gosh. I'm sure he knows. I told everyone else that was there what happened. They knew afterwards. I told them afterwards, but they knew, like, what had happened. And they were both like, I can't believe you thought that that dessert was a good idea. Like, what was wrong with you? What were you thinking? Nobody said you shouldn't have lied, dummy. No, of course not. (laughs) He knows, though. He knows. Like, he for sure knows. I mean, I know he knows you go poo. It's a bodily function. I know he knows you have gas. It's a bodily function. But, I mean, it was, like, I feel like I made it worse just by stressing about it so much, too. Like, I couldn't relax. Yeah. It wasn't until I relaxed, like, oh, thank God I can use the bathroom if I need to. Like, then I was, my body was like, okay, now we can go. Like, it wasn't until then. Like, trying to force it wasn't working. This is a great story. I'm so (laughs) glad that I shared that. But, yeah, no, it was, that was, that was really bad. And we totally didn't finish the escape room in time, either. Like, I totally screwed up, screwed everybody up because I was in the bathroom for, you know, a third of it, a fourth of it. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, Dad and I have always been kind of like, I mean, I would say intimate together. Like, we've always shared stuff that we've never shared with anyone else, like, Mm -hmm. um, before we moved in together and everything. So, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's never been a big thing to me. I've never felt like, oh, I can't let him know I poo. Like, I've never... I don't know. It's so mind-boggling I mean, it's not that I don't want him to know I poo. It's like I just want it. I don't... I don't know. I want to keep some level of mystery. Like, that's true. But, yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't know what it is. It's (laughs) weird. You know what's funny, too? Like, we've talked about him pooping. Uh Like, that has come up. Like, his birthday... One of us just takes turns every time. His birthday... He had an upset stomach, and he, like... We were walking from one location to the next, and he literally was like, we need to get there, like, now. Like, I need the bathroom. Yeah. And I thought maybe he had had too much to drink or so because we'd been drinking like all day. Um, but no, after we got to the next location, he came out of the bathroom. He was like, "Oh yeah, like I was worried I was going to shit myself in the street." I'm like, "We can talk about that, but we just can't talk about me. It's me. It's a me thing. It's a hundred percent a me thing." Huh? It's very puzzling. But even thinking about intimacy on a level of sharing how you feel or things about yourself, like with coworkers or with. Even my sisters, like, I know we've talked about that before. Just, like, there's certain things about my goals or whatever that I don't share with them. And I don't know why, but it just, it's, like, this part of myself that is separate from my relationship with my siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that And so, like, who are you really intimate with? Who, do, who knows everything about you? I mean, I don't know if I have. Besides, I guess, Dad. I don't know if I have a person Somebody who like knows that. everything? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, could you answer that question? Like, who... 
And is that a part, an important part of life? Like having that one person that not only can you rely on, but you know, like you're not afraid to show any sides of you. I mean, I think there's a, like for me, there's definitely people who could know everything about me, but don't, not because I'm withholding anything, but because I mean, there's just like Maggie being a really good example. Mm -hmm. Maggie knows probably more about me than anybody else. Maybe. I don't know. That's a hard, but I, I mean, I would probably think her, but I'm sure that there's like, there's stuff about my day to day life now or my job now that she doesn't know. Right. I mean, I guess, but as far as all sides of me, yeah, she's seen them. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing I think. And maybe it's just because there are parts of us that we don't necessarily like about ourselves. So we want to kind of keep some of that hidden from someone, but I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's, it seems harder and harder to like have those kind of relationships where someone sees all the sides of you Mm -hmm. or where you're, you let your guard down enough Mm to. I feel like it takes a lot of time. Right. And, and friendships are often categorized, right? Like you have a friend that you've known for a long time. You have a friend that's a new friend. You have a friend from work. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they all just see different sides of you and see Which you I in think, different ways. And including family. Like, they I all see you I think that's a good thing. Like, I think ways. it's a good thing to have, you know, like, I've got friends that I go to for different things because they know me in different ways. Like, Ingrid being a really good example. You know, she knew me all throughout high school, and then we didn't talk for a long time. And now we've reconnected, but we're still in the process of getting to know each other. But there's things about me that she knows that I don't know if anyone else will ever know because she was just there for it. So right. that's kind of nice. You know, I can go to her for a different perspective than I would go to Maggie, then I would go to you, then I would go to my sisters. You know, yeah. obviously that's very different because they've known me my whole life. So it's, I think it's good to have friends that have been with you at different stages of your life because they can get that different perspective. Um, but that's just them knowing things because they were there for it as opposed to knowing because you opened yourself up to sharing it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the two are related, right? There are some things you've got to be there for. And if I let you into my life enough to be there for me during whatever, then in a way I feel like that was me opening myself. Even, even if I didn't sit down and talk about it later, like Mm -hmm. if I allowed you to be there in that moment for whatever, I don't know. High school is a good example because you go through so much. I mean, that's true. There are people who try and, they didn't like who they were, mm-hmm. say, and so they kind of cut everybody out of their life or in that from that time period because they don't want to hold on to it. You know, I mean, yeah. Then it does happen. I don't know. I just think that it's... It's a complex issue. I mean, there's a lot of sides to, to that. Saying just intimacy is... Um, it's very broad mm-hmm. and vague. And I think that it's important to have friendships and, you know, friendships outside of your romantic relationship, obviously, because those are different types of intimacy for sure that are both important, I think, both important to developing your full self. Yeah. And I think we just kind of, I don't know if it's a thing that people used to do or maybe no one's ever, no, it's always been a thing, but it just seems like human beings just aren't necessarily open to intimacy with others. And I don't mean physical intimacy. You know, Simone has kind of talked, I feel like she kind of talked about this in her episode, but um, 
I know she's also talked about it with me and on social media and stuff, um, how Americans in particular are very isolated. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's one of the downsides of our culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess lack of empathy is a big part of where America is right now. That's just true. Like, people are very concerned with themselves. Because uh, she said in Canada, it doesn't feel that way. You don't feel that isolated or alone um, or lack of intimacy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people in other countries or other parts of the world probably wouldn't agree with you on that. Um, I think that there's a part of it, a part of ignoring the importance of intimacy that comes with our culture. Yeah, I think that's definitely why... Um People like Brene Brown and Oprah and, you know, uh, Glennon Doyle, like those type of self-help or like they are are encouraging you to open up and be true to yourself, but also share that truth with others. Mm -hmm. Like to, you know, not be afraid of accept who you are with your faults. I think once you when you accept who you are with faults, you're more open to sharing those parts of yourself with others because if mm-hmm. you're ashamed of parts of you then you don't want other people to see it that's and you true. try to hide it yeah that makes no that makes sense that's very true i feel like part of the <clears throat> i guess that's why having in those types of interpersonal relationships are important for you developing yourself because the more you open yourself up to people the more you'll learn about yourself the more you'll want to accept those parts of yourself so you can continue to open up right but then it also goes back to the american lifestyle where um we're kind of all pitted at against each other so we don't open ourselves up to others mm-hmm. so then it hinders our personal development yeah i mean i don't know i can't personally relate to that i mean that's i've never really bought into that of isolating yourself and whatever i've got right. more interpersonal relationships than i can keep up with most of the time <clears throat> yeah but it's kind of a general thing and that's the thing too is you can have a lot of relationships but they're all just superficial a lot of people do that Hmm. have very superficial relationships so they don't they're not fulfilling this ties a lot back to the episode you and i had where we talked about friendship Mm -hmm. you know that was when i was going through realizing like a lot of the people that i have made friends with that's what they want or are used to is those fake Mm -hmm. maybe not fake is the right word but like very superficial relationships and i don't jive like that i'm like tell me everything about you like i want to know you and i want you to know me yeah otherwise what are we doing here yeah, I mean, that's how I am, too. As a matter of fact, I sometimes have a hard time, like, because I just want to sit with my friends, like, have a slumber party and just, like, talk all night and get to know one another. Oh, my gosh, me, too. That's, like, my favorite <laughs> type of night. Yeah, and it just, I get disappointed when I'm, like, I don't have those moments with my friends. Like, it makes me sad. Like, when they're, like, or even when we hang out and it's, like, time to end, I'm just, like, no, I want this time together more like I need more maybe we should be better about being vocal about that with our friends because I feel like a lot of people don't expect that yeah I mean even if they want it too yeah you know I think I'm pretty good about it um for the most part but it's also just like okay well then let's schedule another get together like it you know the time still ends like my oh yeah no I mean more like vocalizing that level of intimacy that oh like one because people even if people want that they're not some people don't even know how to Verbalize that. Yeah. But you and I do. Yeah. Well, and I think there's definitely a way to express that without even, like, I feel like just saying it might be awkward, but there's a way to communicate and 
have conversations where you probe a little deeper and, you know, get into it. I found that games really help. Not like, I mean, you know, I love board games, but like those silly, like never have I ever games or whatever. Like they're yeah. such good ways to start conversation and really get to know people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those table talk big ones are good too. They have different categories of those. Yeah. Just kind of ask a question for everybody yeah. to think about. Oh, I love those books too, like the thousand question books. Which every page is just a different type of thought-provoking question. And you yeah. can just, oh my gosh, you can talk about those things for hours. That's what we should be doing in quarantine right now is working through those books and just sitting around the table learning about each other. Yeah, I have never have I ever too. Like we should be playing that. We should. That, that can be our game for the night. <laughs> nightly games. Yeah. A game a night. Game a night. Uh, else do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a good point to definitely find ways and and perfect the communication style to where you don't you don't waste your time with people talking. I mean, it's okay to, but like if you really want to have a meaningful moment with someone, you don't waste that time uh, on superficial stuff. I think it's important to, but it is a, it is also important to have those times where you're not like deep thinking. And oh no, of course. Fun. Sometimes you need both. I mean, that's that's how you choose your friends, right? You need people who can who can be there for both things. Yeah. Um, but I think that what a lot of the trap that a lot of people tend to fall into, maybe because of our culture, is looking at those times or that opportunity as like, oh, I get to talk about myself. Or, like, I could have a captive audience to listen as I share this story of my life that is mm-hmm. so important to me. Which is true and good, but in my experience, the best way to build those relationships is not to sit and talk about yourself, but to start by being curious about someone else. Right. I mean, that's how I've found to vocalize it. Like, I will ask you personal questions all day and tell you if I get to be too much, then tell me to stop, and that's fine. But, like, yeah. if you show that you're curious about the person across the table from you and you really want to get to know them, they're going to return that interest. Or, I mean, maybe they yeah. won't, and then you just, maybe you come away from that feeling like, okay, like, you know, now I know that maybe that's not exactly what I was looking for. Or yeah, it's whatever. true. I mean, I have one, one friend, I had a friend that... um I would ask her questions, like, more deep probing, and I felt like she always would just get annoyed. Like, she didn't want to... I think she kind of was like how dad processes stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to think about that, the deeper mm-hmm. my emotions about that. Like, I'm kind of distancing myself from my emotions about that, so I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we would sh- she would share stories with me or personal things that were going on or stressing her out, but, like, me asking more in-depth stuff was, like, frustrating. Mm-hmm. Just, like, you know, well, how does your mom feel about that? What is your mom's advice? When you know, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, you know, do you think if you did this, that would be good or bad, you know? Yeah. And uh, didn't go. I mean, you'll get a feel for that pretty pretty early on, I feel like. Yeah. You'll I mean, it's true vibe. because not everybody's ready for that. So yeah. it's like, and it's fine. I can, ha- I, when we were friends for a long time, I, without that kind of stuff, but I just mm-hmm. realized that, yeah, we're not going to. It's not going to be one of those things. Yeah. Any deeper. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think they're, I think it's definitely something to think about in relationships, like why women feel the need to hide that. Like that is something I'm very curious about. Like, when I say that, like hiding gas and bowel movements that are normal. I mean, I'm fully aware that a lot of it comes back to the patriarchy and like, you know, we are 
our society and culture tells us that we are things to be consumed and not human beings. So I have to, I'm sure part of it is that internalized, I don't want to say internalized misogyny because I don't think it falls under that, but it is that, that piece, the pieces of the patriarchy that we have internalized some of us more than others. But my guess is there are some men like that too. I mean, there are couples (laughs) that don't go, like, won't go to the bathroom in front of each other. Like, I don't do number two, but I'm just saying, like, even pee, like, with the door open. Like, no, not doing that. In my experience, those boundaries are usually put there by the woman, though. Hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong, but... Yeah, I I feel like... From a sociological perspective, that's, that's what that is. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Since I've never really had those kind of boundaries, I don't... Yeah, you, you have been in a relationship for 30 years. I mean, that's... Right, but I mean, I don't... I'm sure, like, if I was dating someone, yeah, I'm not going to go to the bathroom. But I don't... I feel like Dad and I, like... Like, me not shutting the door and pulling out my pants and going pee. Like, hey. But that's two totally different things, though. But I'm saying I know people that won't even pee in front of each other. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't speak to that. So that's all. I don't know what to say. I can't speak to that. I know. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying it's a level of intimacy that you have. Uh, and I just find it interesting. that. I don't, I don't think of it as intimacy. I guess it's all about how you define the intimacy. Yeah. I don't feel like that would make me any closer. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think I necessarily view intimacy as that, but it's just like a an intimate act. So something you do behind a closed. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to just see working a lot of item notes, and that's what happens when you pull a curveball and just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> change it up at the last minute, like. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I just was thinking about it, and I thought it would be funny. It came up in one of the movies we watched, too. Yeah, we already, you already told you oh, okay. mentioned that. that. We watched... Um, oh, that's right. Uh, the Big Sick. Uh, the Big Sick, yeah. Which is a great movie, by the way. Back. My first time watching it, but I did like it a lot. Flashback to our rom-com episode, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very good movie. Yeah. I would also recommend Britney Runs a Marathon. We haven't watched that yet, but... That was one of the options when we chose the Big Sick because we were on Amazon. And, yeah, it's mm-hmm. very cute. <clears throat> so We've been doing a lot of uh, movie watching and show watching and... And game playing. So many games. I mean, there are a minimum of 12 hours that you're awake if you don't take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Keeping busy. So I'm glad we're all together. I'm excited to go home and, like, be in my own space, but... I'm also wondering what the hell I'm going to do all day. Yeah. Like, at I, least with four of us here, there's always some sort of entertainment. <laughs> when I thought that maybe you would stay longer, I wasn't sure. I mean, I would, but I have to pay rent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the check is on the counter. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <sighs> Whatever. Hard times. I know. Anyways. So, Yeah. Maybe I just need to look more into my definition of what what intimacy is, and I don't know. It was just a funny thing I thought about. Again, yeah, I mean, third time I said that, probably. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't know. I mean, I feel like... I don't think there's anything wrong with No, I just feel like it's difficult for you to also imagine being... Like, dating someone right now. It's been a long time since you dated somebody. It's a different situation. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And, you know, I can't imagine being with somebody for 30 years, so... I yeah. feel like it, we have very different perspectives on the matter because we're in very think, different places. Uh, wow, you know what? That would make a good podcast if you put like two people together that have different perspectives and then they talk about them. I think that that was the goal of our podcast, but we're finding more often than not you and I are on the same page. <laughs> so the different perspectives thing never really worked out the way we but imagined here it, it did to. did today. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> podcast goal accomplished. Well, we can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, well... I don't know. It's kind of, um, that is kind of funny. I feel like there are a lot of things we do have different perspectives on. Mm-hmm. It's just not in a strong polar opposites way. Like we give different, um, maybe the same view, but different reasons why we have the same view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're also much snippier with me than I am with you. <laughs> But you should hear her sniffing at dad the whole time I've been here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, poor Sean is like, man, I hope you don't turn into that. Your mom's mean. <laughs> no, but wait, in my defense, he does walk in the door and is like, I'm going to hear Tim alive. <laughs> he does. I feel like he says that. He sings it as he's driving home, I swear. Can't wait to it's, go home and irritate the crap out of my wife. It's such a stress relief for him. Like, I forget that that's how he relieves stress is to purposely irritate me. It's and I so just weird. get sucked in all the time because he sounds, hasn't been it stressed in a long so time. It sounds so toxic as we describe it to the listeners, but like, <laughs> really, they've got a great relationship, and I love being yeah. around it. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I just forget that that's how he kind of relieves stress. Is he ir- he irritates me, and then when I'm <clears throat> mad, he kind of feels better. He's like he accomplished a goal, so he feels good. <laughs> He's just got so much pent up energy. I'm trying. I am trying to be patient with him, but like he. He's used to. I mean, you guys aren't like yelling and fighting at each other either. It's no, just like it's just like just, <laughs> every now and then you just kind of bite at each other, <laughs> and then it's fine. Me mostly because that's just how I am. I mean, I'm also going through menopause, so like now it's not a good time to be on quarantine. But um, <laughs> oh, buddy, there's a lot to unpack right there. <laughs> Hot flashes, grumpiness, mood swings. Mm tiredness, bloating. I mean, the list goes on and on of yeah. the fun stuff that menopause brings. Yeah. But uh, I keep waiting for the wonderful part when it's over. Yeah. Then you'll be free. Then I'll be free. Just roam around. Shooting me in the head, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it is hard to imagine how much joy he gets out of annoying me, but sometimes it's just right there. You describe it so poorly, though. Like, it's not like... A lot of times, I feel like he really doesn't even realize what he's doing. Oh, he plays dumb. He knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, I know he knows, but I don't think... Like, it's on. He's it's like he's on a train he can't stop. Like, the way you describe it, it does sound really toxic. Like, if you listen oh, back to yeah. it. And it's really not. Like, it's really not. Yeah, it's just... In my head, it's always kind of just been this thing of how he interacts because he grew up with brothers. And so it was kind of like a fun little game they would play to like annoy one another. Ha 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 ha. Mm -hmm. And so he's gotten away from it. But lately we've been right back there because he's had so much pent up energy, I think, Mm -hmm. because he's not working out twice a day. 
Yeah. So, and work's stressful. Oh, and he's just here. I mean, he goes to work and comes here. And he goes to work and he comes here. Like, there's, there's nowhere. We're not doing anything else. Nobody's doing anything else. Right. That makes a big difference, too, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, I guess what... I don't know what the way to describe it is, but the the way is that he just like nitpicks little things that he'll respond to me in a way that he knows just I don't like, or yeah. he will do something that he knows I don't like. So, and then when I finally reach, and he'll keep doing those little things. Like he does a lot of just like little things until I'm super annoyed, and then he's like, "Ha ha, that was fun." So it's a lot of. And then just he kisses you, and yeah, and it's fine. It's just a lot of little things. It's not fun for me, truthfully. But. I said it's fine. I didn't think it was fun. <laughs> but yeah. Everybody deals with stress in different ways. So. And you still love each other. Yes. Wait. <laughs> There's a little pause there on purpose. Just be fine. Yeah, I mean, the other night made me mad, and I was, like, super, like, I was hot, and I was, like, felt like I was going to start yelling at him. And then he was just laughing at me, and I couldn't help him when I was laughing, so. (laughs) I guess it works. I guess it worked. If you like Grown Up and Grounded, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. This will help other people find our podcast. As always, we want to give a big shout out to Dave Depper, who provides the music we use in our episodes. The song you're listening to is titled Can Can 2, and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check out Dave at davedepper.com. Yeah, we just realized we've been doing this for just a little over two years now. Yeah, listeners, two years. Woohoo! We started March 21st, was our first episode of 2018. Wild. So we're just a little bit over that. And really thanks exciting. for listening. I know. Yeah, happy birthday to us. I know. Tell all your friends that uh, <laughs> you found this great podcast while you were on quarantine. No, I don't know. <laughs> but thank you. And yeah, we very hope to exciting. Keep doing this. Yeah. You are not leaving this at the end of the episode. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Okay, we just have a couple more minutes to talk about something. It's going to be more than a couple minutes when you keep saying shit like that. we got to edit it right back out. <laughs> I know. I know how it works. I'm the editor. Yeah, you are. <laughs>